What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It is Friday, December 3rd. I'm Gideon Resnick. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is But A Day, where we're hoping that gas prices continue to decline until they are negative numbers. Right. It won't be fair until I get paid to go on a long drive because driving is hard. Yeah, I believe that gas stations should have to compete for access to my car. Mm-hmm. Sunoco outbid Mobile. We want to see it. On today's show, the U.S. restarts a controversial policy where some asylum seekers at the southern border have to stay in Mexico while their case is pending. Plus, Congress funds the government at the last moment again. But first, more news on what we know and do not know about the Omicron variant. Let's start with this announcement from the White House. Health insurers must cover the cost of at-home testing so that if you're one of the 150 million Americans with private health insurance, next month your plan will cover at-home tests. Private insurers already cover the expensive PCR test and that you get at the doctor's office. And now they will cover at-home tests as well. That was President Biden at the National Institutes of Health yesterday. Gideon, can you take us through everything else he was talking about? Yeah, so some of this is new and some of it we've heard before, in fact, quite a few times. But what Biden is talking about in that clip is this new plan that would allow for at-home rapid tests to hypothetically be more widely available to people at home. Specifically, in January, people could get reimbursed for the purchase of these tests through their private health insurance. Again, as a lot of public health experts have argued, why these wouldn't be just fully subsidized at this point is kind of beyond me. Really does not make sense, but fine. Yeah. um, And there were a lot of immediate questions about making this a kind of onerous task for people, including having to submit receipts. As we've talked about here before, you know, the access to and the actual use of rapid testing in the U.S. has been pretty bad for a while. Right. Um, They're free in the UK. They cost about a dollar in Germany. I'm almost certain I paid about $40 for one at some point. They're expensive. Yeah. Sneaky expensive, especially if you think about it, you know, in terms of a family or a company or any large group having to do it. Yeah. And under this new policy, reimbursement is apparently not going to be retroactive. Cool. That's great. Fine. (laughs) All right. What else did Biden have to say? Yeah, a lot of it uh, was this continued push for vaccinations and boosters. Um, He announced a campaign to reach out to the 100 million or so people who haven't received a booster yet. And as we've been talking about this over the course of the last couple of weeks and months, Priyanka, the administration's tone about boosters is pretty dramatically different. It has like right. gotten more forceful, particularly in light of Omicron. Yeah. Biden also mentioned the launch of family vaccination clinics that would allow for, as it sounds, people of all ages within a family to go and get vaccinated. That sounds very convenient and lovely. Yes. There was some news in there for travelers too, right? What is he saying for you know those of us who are on planes and, and doing that kind of thing? Yeah. So Biden extended that mask mandate for people on public transportation that covers planes airports, etc. 
it was supposed to end in January, but that now goes through at least March 18th. Got it. And then at least one other travel piece of all of this, there is a requirement now that inbound international flyers test negative for the coronavirus within a day before their flight. That also applies if you are fully vaccinated, and it also applies if you are a returning U.S. citizen. Yeah, I still don't get why you aren't required to show your vax card to like get on a yeah. plane or things like that, but... Sure, this testing requirement sounds great. Um, This is all happening as the new Omicron cases have been found in the U.S. Can you tell us a little more about what we've learned there? Yeah, so this is happening kind of quickly. We mentioned on yesterday's show that the first ID case was a person who flew from South Africa to San Francisco on November 22nd. But then yesterday, Minnesota health officials identified another person who apparently developed, quote unquote, mild symptoms on November 22nd as well. They said that person had attended an anime convention in New York City. Uh, He had been vaccinated and received a booster in early November, actually. Wow. Then yesterday, New York Governor Kathy Hochul advised that everybody at that convention go get a test. Um, What's more is she said later in the day, there were five or so other cases identified in New York State so far. So officials really, yeah, really do think that these numbers are going to go up in most places. Yikes. Uh, Then Colorado health officials identified their state's first case too. That was a woman who had apparently gone on a recent trip to Southern Africa. For more on, you know, how and why these cases are being discovered, like the pace that they are in the U.S. versus elsewhere, um, there's a really good New York Times story on it that we can link to. And that is great. I will be checking it out because I have a lot of questions. Me too. The other big part of this is that, again, it's going to take scientists some time to figure out whether all these mutations on the variant make it more transmissible or better at evading natural protection or protection from vaccines. Have we found out more on that yet? Yes and no, I would say. Um, (laughs) COVID cases overall in South Africa, where the variant was first identified, have basically tripled in just about three days. And the positivity rate is over 22%. Wow. So in early November, it was at just about 1%. So that's what people are looking at and being concerned about is a, a pretty sizable jump. It's not really clear just yet that that is all Omicron, but South African scientists and public health officials quoted in this Washington Post article that we're going to link to said, if it is outcompeting Delta, that means it is pretty damn transmissible. Yeah, that does not sound good. Mm -mm. Then what do we know about whether Omicron can evade protection? Okay, so one other thing we learned yesterday, South African scientists monitoring Omicron said in a forthcoming study that they are seeing a lot of reinfections among people who had previous COVID infections. In fact, okay, yeah. People are about three times more likely, they said, to get reinfected by Omicron than any other variant before. However, one of the scientists also noted that prior infections should still prevent worse health outcomes. So a lot still to learn. It really is happening like quite quickly. We will keep you updated, um, especially as the U.S. is not even over Delta yet. Yeah. You know, I'm not on the show every day, but I will be listening every day for the updates because I, for one, would like to know. I, I'm trying to keep my head on straight. Um, we'll see. Aren't we all? There is also some news today on immigration that we want to bring to all of you. Yesterday, Mexico agreed to allow the U.S. to restart the highly controversial Remain in Mexico asylum policy that was put into place under President Trump. Yeah, this has been talked about quite a bit before, but remind us about the policy. What does this actually mean? Yeah, so the Remain in Mexico policy requires asylum seekers who are coming to the U.S. via the land border between the U.S. and Mexico to agree to stay in Mexico as they wait for their immigration hearings. 
As I was saying, the policy was originally introduced by President Trump in January of 2019, and legal border crossings did fall after this policy was put into place, but it has been described as extremely dangerous and inhumane by immigration advocates mm. as well as U.S. officials. Asylum seekers became the victims of terrible violence, sexual assault, and they lived in awful unsanitary conditions while they were forced to wait in Mexico. They also had very limited access to lawyers and information about their immigration cases. Yeah, and so Biden came into office, you know, promising different immigration policies than Trump. So how is this happening in this administration? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. So it actually turns out that Joe Biden suspended this policy on his very first day in office. Mm. The only reason it's back now is because of a court order. So after Biden originally got rid of this policy, Texas and Missouri filed a lawsuit that forced it to be put back in place if and only if Mexico allowed it, which Mexico agreed to yesterday with a few concessions that we'll talk about in just a minute. Got it. But the Biden administration is still trying to end the policy. A motion is currently pending in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, and the White House says that if the appeals court sides with them, they will end the program once again immediately. Okay, got it. And so is the way this policy is being applied, has been applied under Biden, any different than it was before? So it appears that it will be. It hasn't started being applied quite yet. Mm. But this time around, there have been a lot of discussions between the U.S. and Mexico. Back when Trump did this in 2019, it was under the threat of increased tariffs on Mexico. So very different vibe around this, much more collaborative between the two countries. Right. According to Biden administration officials, some of the major changes were actually ones that Mexico called for, like for the U.S. to improve humanitarian conditions. These include completing cases within six months so they don't just sit there and pile up, sometimes for years. Mm -hmm. Also, everyone who's subjected to this policy will be vaccinated against COVID-19. Wow. Yeah, Mexico also called for, quote, vulnerable people to be exempt from the new asylum policy. That includes unaccompanied minors, pregnant people, disabled folks, and more. And they are seeking funding from the U.S. for shelters and other organizations that support the migrants who will be waiting in their country. All of these conditions and concerns were accepted by the U.S. And in addition to this, the U.S. and Mexico will be working on a joint program in Central America to address some of the root causes of migration and the reasons that people are seeking asylum. Yeah. And so what has the activist response generally been to this? They've been pretty rightfully unhappy with a lot of the administration thus far. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there are updates here to how this policy will hopefully be applied, but critics really are not satisfied by this. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said himself back in October that, quote, there are inherent problems with the program that no amount of resources can sufficiently fix. So between activists and the administration, nobody really wants this. This isn't the ideal for anybody. Mm. But this also comes as reporting reveals that despite Biden's campaign promise to end the detention of immigrants who are facing deportation in private jails, that still has not happened. So even when states move to prohibit this, ICE just moves detainees to other states, oftentimes further away from their families. So there is a lot on this front that people are very rightly not happy about. Yeah, definitely. And so when is this policy actually going to start to go into effect? So next week, starting Monday, asylum seekers who arrive at the border will start being returned to a border city in Mexico. And there are plans to do the same in three other cities very shortly. We will have more on this very soon, but that is the latest for now. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Former Ohio Sheriff's Deputy Jason Meade was charged with murder yesterday for the shooting of Casey Goodson Jr. 
Goodson, a black man, was in the doorway of his grandmother's home in Columbus last December when Meade shot him six times. He was 23 years old. The U.S. Marshal for the Southern District of Ohio initially said the shooting was justified, but has since recanted his statements based on lack of evidence. Meade faces up to 15 years in prison and two charges of murder, as well as one count of reckless homicide. He plans to plead not guilty at his initial hearing today. Meanwhile, jury selection began earlier this week in the trial of Kim Potter, the former Minnesota police officer who shot and killed Dante Wright. Potter said that she mistook her handgun for her taser when she fatally shot Wright, a 20-year-old black man, in April. She is being charged with two counts of manslaughter, and her trial is set to begin next week. It's just really horrible stories and really, really young people. Yeah. Congress scrambled and voted to fund the government right before a crucial deadline again. The House of Representatives swiftly approved a short-term spending bill yesterday afternoon to fund the government until mid-February. The Senate passed the measure last night, too, right at the 11th hour. That is because a small group of conservatives opposed President Biden's vaccine or testing requirements for private companies with at least 100 employees and threatened to delay a vote. But in the end, Senate leaders negotiated an agreement to break the logjam. This temporary legislation now buys lawmakers more time to get a deal on full-year funding bill. Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) I simply cannot wait to hear about that once more. We love it over here. Will we ever be funded? Aren't we always just kind of like running on these like temporary stop gaps? Is money real? Do we need to do this? Hmm. Who's to say? Uh, Planned Parenthood's Los Angeles branch said on Wednesday that the info of about 400,000 patients was compromised after a hacker gained access to its network. My that lord. That is so bad. That That's is really so bad. That's so bad. It's so, and so many. Uh, the organization launched an investigation after finding suspicious activity in its system, and it found that a, quote, unauthorized individual accessed its network in October. The hacker installed ransomware and withdrew files that included confidential patient information such as their home addresses, medical records, prescriptions, and more. It just gets worse. Uh, The digital attack on the reproductive health care group comes at a politically contentious time as the Supreme Court debates the right to an abortion. Planned Parenthood LA sent out letters on Wednesday notifying the affected patients of the incident, but a spokesperson said that there's no evidence that the breach data was, quote, used for fraudulent purposes. The investigation is still ongoing, and the hacker has not been identified yet. Major League Baseball is facing its first work stoppage in 26 years. MLB owners and players failed to reach a deal on a new work agreement. Their old agreement expired at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. Very dramatic timing. (laughs) And this triggered a lockout, meaning owners literally locked players out of club facilities. If they want to shower, they have to do it at home where the shampoo isn't free. (laughs) This is the ninth work stoppage in baseball history and the first since 1994 when a player's strike cut the season short, resulting in the World Series being canceled. Now, both sides have two months before spring training begins to resolve their differences over pay structures and other issues. Even MLB's website was affected by the work stoppage. Early yesterday, it said, quote, you may notice that the content on the site looks a little different than usual. Until a new agreement is reached, there will be limitations on the type of content we display. Some of those limitations include not posting images of players. So sadly, fans will have to go to Instagram to find thirst traps of baseball's many shaggy-headed hunks. They're only posting the characters from Backyard Baseball on the website. That's the only thing that they are allowed to post at this particular moment. I don't even want to check to confirm. Gideon, he's reporting the news. These are just facts, everybody. Those are the headlines. We're going to be back with our segment, The Solution, after some ads. 
Well, today is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love Fast Growing Trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, Okay. This spring, Fast Growing Trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. It's Friday, Wad Squad, and today we are wrapping up with a segment called The Solution, where we propose a fix to a news story that has created chaos in our world. Guiding us through it, as always, is our head writer, John Milstein. Hey, guys. Thanks very much for trusting me to solve the world's ills. That's what you're here for. <laughs> Truly. The celebrity couple most likely to be asked to stop tongue kissing at Applebee's, actress <laughs> Megan Fox and rock star Machine Gun Kelly are in the news again. Mm. MGK did an interview on The Tonight Show this Wednesday where he told Jimmy Fallon about a large number of injuries he's gotten recently. One of them involved a knife given to him by Blink-182's Travis Barker, sure. who is either a bad gift giver or a great evil schemer. We will never know. <laughs> MGK said he was throwing the knife in the air to impress Megan Fox, as one does, a little while ago, and it got stuck in his hand. Because you know how you throw it up and you're supposed to catch it? I looked at her, I was like, check this out. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> 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 Wow. 
Beautiful noise. Beautiful really? noise for TV. That is the knife in the hand noise for sure. Like, there's no other. There's none other. Yeah. I like how he says, you know how you do this when like, <laughs> no, we, uh, actually we don't do this. I've never, <laughs> tossed a, I've never tossed a knife to impress anyone in my life. We have talked about the whirlwind goth romance between M2K and Megan Fox before. Last time it involved them giving each other tattoos. So there is a general theme of puncture wounds. However, this is the first time that their love has led to extreme bodily harm, at least that we know of. So for the Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox knife toss story, here is John with the solution. We need to destroy the Zoltar machine that turned a little boy into Machine Gun Kelly before it is way too late. If you all aren't familiar with Zoltar, he is an animatronic fortune teller from the movie Big who turned a different little boy into Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Clearly, that machine gave us Machine Gun Kelly. It's not just his clothes, (laughs) style, or general hopping around on a big piano vibe. It's also that any adult who developed without the aid of ancient magic would at least have some grip on knife safety, pun, very much intended. Thank you. Uh, The grip was what actually let him down this time. That's why he (laughs) caught the knife bad. Uh, I would put the biological age of MGK somewhere between 7 and 15. Yeah. Maybe years. Maybe months. The man could be a huge infant. Breaking Zoltar won't help Machine Gun Kelly, but it could help others who are going down his same path and becoming teens or babies in adults' bodies who drink poison or light their heads on fire to impress beautiful grown-up actresses. And speaking of grown-up actresses, this brings me no joy because I support Megan Fox and oppose the carceral state, but we need to send police to investigate Fox's relationship with probable baby Machine Gun Kelly. This woman could be looking at life behind bars. There is a second device we can destroy if we really want to solve this problem, and its name is our damn microphones, because mm-hmm. with every word we say about MGK, we are giving him more reasons to play with sharp objects <laughs> and talk about it on TV, and we're sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to apologize on that front. But we're never going to stop talking about them. They just keep giving us good content. We can't not report it. It's news. It's true. Yeah. The age gap is more appropriate between baby Kelly and Megan Fox and it is between baby Hanks and that lady in the movie. So I just want to say the charges should be lessened for <laughs> Megan Fox. And that was the solution. All right, one more thing before we go. Do you have opinions about what a day? I hope you do and I hope they are good. Now is your chance to let us know. Leave us a review and tell us what you want to hear. We really appreciate the feedback. We can't wait to read what you submit. We hope it's five stars. It better be five stars. It better be. And we mean that in a menacing way. That is all for today. And if you're into reading and not just negative number gas prices like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and sorry, sorry for, for giving, giving power, power to, to Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Kelly. Are we though? He'll soon be Tank Kelly. He'll soon be like B-52 Bomber <laughs> Kelly. We don't know what he's capable of if we give him more power. I don't know what a larger weapon is. Grenade Launcher Kelly. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran and me, 
Gideon Resnick. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaga. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagle's Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com.